Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. We back, Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. Do you think when people hear Two Guys, One Shaker Cup, they just immediately think of the, you know, Two Girls, One Cup? I think it is because I actually had somebody message me privately and said something, you know, that we... Do I Google uh, it right now? We should... We should we we shouldn't be uh, yeah we should we we shouldn't be talking about these serious subjects when our when our podcast name is is that and um, hey you know what that just shows off a little bit of our personality we have both sides of it we're we're the barbell strategy smart dudes but also we like to uh, we like to talk about uh, sometimes some things from our youth that was uh, just funny I mean we could have called it you know protein spin. You know, or, or whatever we wanted to play off yeah. good spin. I mean, that could you spin yeah. right around. I mean, that we've all done <laughs> dumb shit. All right. Um, the, so as, as we talk about, see, this is how we've grown up and we've transitioned, and now we're going to yeah. talk about a transitional phase, maybe in sports nutrition. <laughs> Everybody in the world knows that Josh Shaw is the biggest cheerleader in the world for functional food. True or false, Josh Shaw? Yeah, I think I, if you look back, maybe I've even dubbed functional CPG. I don't know. I, I can't find many people say, saying those two things together. So I'm just going to call it as it is. I just started doing it about five, six years ago, and I'm going to keep going with it. Well, Expo West is going to have themselves a party this year when they have you be there as their guest speaker who have dubbed, dubbed functional CPG. But uh, interesting news, um, depending on when this podcast come out, you know, I shared a link with you that Pepsi – has now gotten into the space of, of, I mean, they've been in the space of functional, uh, but this is more of a, um, it's a beverage to consume to help you sleep at night. And it's like a carbonated beverage, I believe. Maybe it's not carbonated, but it's it's in a 12-ounce can. uh, It's like an eight-ounce, but yeah. What was it called again? Like, what was the... um, Um, Driftwell. Driftwell. Clever name, I guess. I get it. It it works. Uh, It'll be interesting. I mean, first off, I do know it's a fact. This is not an opinion. It's a fact that we as people do not get enough sleep. And the reason a lot of times is we stay up late, we game, we watch TV. But even when we try to go to sleep, we don't fall asleep because we have so much stress and anxiety in our life. So I understand the play. I think it's going to be very difficult to get people to buy this. I I don't know how many people consume beverages before bed. I mean, for me, it's like if I need to go to sleep and I need to sleep bad, I will take a sleep aid from a supplement company. I'll take a Unisom. I'll take something. Uh, simple. I wouldn't drink a whole beverage. It'll be interesting to see how it does. I think the opportunity stems, or at least the ideation from the category, is mostly around a lot of consumers drink tea like a, um, you know, what's the chameleon? What's it's the a, tea it's a calming tea, right? It's, it starts with C. yeah, yeah. I don't, but I don't... Um, chamomile, chamomile yes, tea. That's what yeah, it so it's like, so it's like the. I think that's where it comes from. I think a lot in some of the other markets across the world, they drink a lot of like these types of drinks. Um, and in the U.S. market, there has been some um, competitors that have already kind of done this. Um, but this is kind of newsworthy because it's one of the big beverage players are acknowledging this as an opportunity and creating a product. Right. Um, not a very good product. Be the first one to say it. Have you had it? Told it. Uh, no, I'm just saying from like just, oh. Gotcha. Formulation, composition, execution of the product, not good. Just straight up, not good. Um, I think it's only L-theanine and magnesium. That's it. That's, that's all it is with some carbonated water and some flavor. So uh, could they have done much better? Yes. Um, so I think it begs the question. I think this has always been my concern, and I'm going to kind of ask you what your thoughts are on this, is that 
when big CPG finally wakes up to all these like functional trends and they put out an offering that's shit, does it hurt the market because all the people that are interested try it and they're like, this isn't like, these are the common mainstream consumers. They pick it up, they realize it's crap. Now they're gonna be hesitant to try any other brand's better product um, or does it actually just validate the market and then people start to look for, for better products? I don't, I don't know. What do you think on a that? A little bit of both, I think, right? But I, I, I honestly think it's probably the, the one that's like, okay, at least they've opened the eyes to the consumer that this market exists. And now it's like, you know what? That would be cool if there was something like this that actually helps me sleep but maybe tastes good or does good. So now maybe they search and they do because, I mean, we live with our cell phones you know, within five feet of us 23 hours of the day or whatever the hell it is. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, it is both, though, because if it depends if it's a trusted brand, right? Like a trusted brand, say that you are a lifelong Coca-Cola drinker and Coca-Cola comes out with a, a, a functional nighttime beverage and it's complete shit and you've been loyal to Coke, you might, might be hesitant now to ever try anything again because your favorite brand failed you. However, if you know that you're struggling with that certain – let's just call it um, occasion, right? Like now you might look for other things. I mean, there are countless times, man, that I've tried something that's been shit, but I like the idea, so I look. Like Better For You ice cream was shit for the longest time until Halo Top came out, yeah. right? Like uh, it was garbage. Protein powder was fucking garbage for the longest time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we kept that because we knew like we just – either we just, you know, we, we just manned up and drank it or ate it because we quote-unquote knew it was better for us until something better came along. I think if there is a big brand like Pepsi or, or whatever it might be that invests in an occasion like that, it does validate that, hey, this is a, you know, this is a spot in which people are, are you know, struggling with or want. And, you know, night, like nighttime beverages, there, there's a brand out there called Night Food, and I've, I've seen them promoted a ton on social media. It's like ice cream before bed, but I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. It's supposed to help you sleep. I mean, so people are, and this is again, it's a smaller brand. So I think Pepsi probably looked at this and said, okay, these smaller brands are doing this thing. Here is an opportunity which Coke isn't currently doing because they always look at what Coke is doing and Coke looks at what Pepsi's doing and who can get there first. Um, you know, and, and so they've come up with it. Now, like I said, like you said, it's probably a, a mediocre, below average product at best. I applaud them for the attempt. I do think now it, it, it and it also what it does, I think, is it opens up. It's a lot of people when they when they ideate hit this plateau and they're not really sure like what to go. But now all of a sudden like an idea as crazy as this comes out and then it gives you if you're in a different company like hey I'm okay coming out with a crazy idea because Pepsi just did it. So maybe it's not that crazy of an idea to come out with a beverage that aids in you know like uh, for instance here I'll give I'll give somebody a free idea. I think it would be amazing for us to come out with a beverage that is consumed with every meal that tastes good that aids in digestion. Because our GI tracks are all messed up as, as consumers. So why not make like a carbonated beverage that tastes like a soda, but it helps you digest the protein, the carbs, and the fats you just ate from your meal. You have a ton of usage occasion, at least three meals a day. If you can make it taste good, I mean, that, that, again, is just thinking outside the box in terms of like a functional beverage that's not just your energy drink every single day. Yeah, I think that what kind of always strikes me is when, when big CPG goes out and makes – uh, the innovation on their own over just purchasing something that's already doing pretty good in the market. Um, and if you are going to take the swing yourself, you should probably put together a pretty good effort, um, right. which kind of concerns me. The What kind of even concerns me a little bit more is that it came from PepsiCo, which owns Cytosport and owns Gatorade. Yep. So you, you know they have a lot of really smart people that understand that category of, you know, 
nutrition, um, you know, what can we put in this from a functional element that right. can make this a pretty cool thing. Now, obviously, you know, there's the costs, there's the, you know, availability of uh, manufacturing. There's a lot of things that we are not looking at, but from just a product standpoint, it's a poor effort. Right. Um, and I'm not a product guy. I just think to myself, like, could you have thrown even a little bit more effort towards it? Yes, you could have. Um, there's a lot of, you know, other sleep or relaxation or stress beverages out there, non-CBD ones, you know, because that's a different thing. But I think there's a lot of those that are out there that are pretty good products. Um, one specifically from an ex-muscle uh, farmer that um, called Psalm Sleep. They're yeah. offered in a bunch of the you know, major league baseball, um, teams, a bunch of like, um, major sports, they have some pretty good traction. That product is, uh, you know, a much better composed product. Um, why not, if I was PepsiCo, why not just buy them? I mean, it's not like they have enough attraction that you couldn't have purchased right. them for, um, for petty cash. Right. You could, you, you had that, you had that probably in your back pocket. You could have just, you know, thrown them, but it's interesting. And it, it's, I am on the same fence as you in terms of like, it validates that, the category exists, but when it's too early, it then hurts, I think, a lot of the mainstream people. Like Sally from Iowa, that's never really heard what of this category. What is it Sally from she, Iowa, by the way? Why, why, Sally, why Sally from Iowa? Every time. <laughs> I got to stop you. Sally, I know there's a point Sally you made here, but Iowa. Sally from Iowa. That bitch has been yeah. on this podcast so, so yeah. many times. She's famous. She She's famous. famous. Yeah. Did you used to have a girlfriend back in the day when you were at that university that can't beat Wisconsin named Sally from Iowa? No, but – no, long time ago, probably four years ago, when I was when I was doing a project, I built a customer persona, and it Sally was Sally that lived in Iowa. Yeah. Um, and she was this person that was like, like on the early journey of like changing conventional to better for you or conventional to functional. And for her, she's used to like, you know, drinking, you know, her her Pepsi, and then all of a sudden you're gonna feed her this, and she's gonna she's not going to really, I don't think she's going to like it. I don't yeah. think she's going to really dig it. So that like hurts those first time buyers like Sally from Iowa that are like, eh, I don't know, this isn't for me. And those people are going to take a long time to, to cycle back through to eventually get back to that category. Now the mm -hmm. person like you and I, we're going to try it and we're going to go, mm, it was okay, but what is better? Let me go look for what's better. Exactly. And then we'll find that. And then, then we'll validate the category through our purchasing. But the majority of people will buy it and then just, they won't ever buy it again, and then it will take a while for them to recycle back through to the category again, right. and that's going to slow up the category. And that can be, you know, just to transition away from this particular product and just into like, you know, what's next past protein, past energy, because those are like those are already validated. Those are multi-billion-dollar categories. Let's not, you know, waste our time because everybody already knows about those ones. How early, when it is these big CPG brands, should they go after some of these? Um, you know, new things because you do have that concern. They're right. going to dilute the market. And it's also not really a win for them. Like for Pepsi, they need like $500 million before it even becomes something on the radar. That's a win. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how, is that possible in this, in this category? Probably not. So it's like, um, you know, what does that do? Are they just going to let it slide to the wayside? Are they going to put the effort towards it? You know, it's like how, how much do they believe in this category? I think it's the question because I think as a whole sleep, relaxation, stress, you said it, I said it, it's 
it's going to be huge because we are extremely overstressed. We're over anxious. We have so much going on. We have blue light in our face all day long. We can't go to bed. Mm-hmm. You need to have something. There's going to need to be something. And it's either going to be through a you know, nutritional supplement, food, beverage, something on that side, or it's going to be, you know, maybe some low dose prescription, which has its own kind of negative connotation to it. So right. it's just a matter of how do we address that? Um, cause you made, you made the point around what are the next categories? And it's going to be around those things. Like what do they solve from a problem mm-hmm. or like what goal are you trying to achieve? Like if you can circle in on those, like the one you were saying about like we're having problems digesting things. We need to create a use occasion where you consume this drink or this food item, you know, maybe to be a mint or something after your, your food. And then that helps you digest mm-hmm. the food. That's what you need to zero in on as like an opportunity is like, where are those as use occasions or problems or whatever? It's not just like what, what looks like a cool idea. It's yeah. like, what is actually going to be something that can be blended into normal consumer behavior. See, when whoever comes out with that digestive drink, uh, you can pay royalties. Uh, I'll give you my PayPal or Venmo account here after the show. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think you, you mentioned the, the premise of this podcast is, like, what's the next big movement in functional? I think, you know, we, we've talked about plant-based. I think that's not really a movement that's already, like, here. Uh, for me, it's, it is that, okay, when you go to work on Monday morning, on Tuesday morning, on Wednesday morning, you go in the office, the first place you always go, the first place that you always go is – either the coffee shop or the, the drip coffee machine, whatever it is, and you fill up your cup of coffee because you're tired, you didn't get enough sleep, you need to be motivated for that day, you want to be productive. So we caffeinate. And then we caffeinate to the point where our cortisol levels go high because we're stressed out and like we're not doing ourselves any favors. So um, for me, it is that stress mitigation nootropic movement. I think that we're seeing it in some of the RTDs now. Um, Grand's still small. I think, it, we, I mean, there is like the C4 Smart Energy is a good start. The Ghost, the new Ghost Energy drink is another solid st- start with, with caffeine. But um, there is a brand called Koyos, I believe it is. It's K-O-I-O-S. Um, they've been doing this for a while. I've actually seen some of their cans. And I need to try it. But like they focus on brain health. It's like MCT. I think Bulletproof is kind of like that too, isn't it? Like Bulletproof is yeah. kind of keto, MCT sort of brain health. Um, you know, and Bulletproof was early, very early in terms of like they had bars and drinks. And I think that they're – they're doing well. I mean, and they can always do better. I mean, I don't, I don't think their stuff tastes great personally, but I mean, that's the thing. Like if you can, if you can educate the benefits, which is obviously the hardest part for a lot of these companies to do, they don't know how, um, and and you have a decent tasting product because like I said, most people are going to have a coffee or a can of soda in the morning. Like when I, in in corporate America offices, that's what it is. Like 99% of the people have coffee. The other 1% open a diet Coke or something with caffeine. So, I mean, it's, we all work, whether we're entrepreneurs like Josh and I or we work for somebody, um, we all would want to be more productive. We all want to get more shit done because that means hopefully at the end of the day we make more money, we can provide for our families. So I think right there, that's my marketing slogan, like get shit done. Here it is. Get shit done in a can. Like you, Josh, you want to come out with this tomorrow? We'll, we'll, go, to a, we'll go to a beverage manufacturer. <laughs> we're going to call it GSD, and it's going to be the first energy drink on the market that guarantees that you get shit done that day. But that's, that's really like I, I think that's where the movement should be because – I think nootropics, uh, I mean, they've been around for like 20 years, uh, but like they were banned on Amazon. You couldn't use certain search terms, and it was very hard to, to market and online, um, and not everybody lives in Silicon Valley where they were consumed all the time. 
Then this movie Limitless came out with Bradley Cooper with dreamy eyes. I know Josh is in love with him. I'm in love with him. And we all were like, hey, can I get a pill like this? Well, then there, there we realize that there actually are things, like not to the extent of that, but like things that can help with mental clarity and focus um, to the point now um, – I don't know. I feel like there's been a bigger emphasis on it lately. Even like some of the pre-workouts in our space have been tapering down some of the caffeine and, and increasing more of that, you know, memory, like muscle, mind-muscle connection um, and, and improved cognition. So that, I think this is me desperately asking for this to be the next movement because I like it. But I also think that we're hopefully, because beverage always seems to be the one doing something like this or everyone's doing energy. I'm really hoping beverage, one of these beverages can like push through and become that. Yeah, I think the energy drink market, I guess, is going to splinter. Um, you currently have the splintering going towards like just more, more, more of caffeine. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you go in the opposite direction, to your point, and go more towards, you know, the nootropics. You go towards the adaptogens or the herbal type of ingredients that could be delivered in two ways: one through like a carbonated drink, maybe like Life Aid. Um, those types of drinks yep. um, that are like super, super low caffeine in terms of maybe 40 or 50 milligrams, but then you have a bunch of other kind of things that help a certain use occasion. Or you could be in some type of like maybe uh, plant-based milk type of um, you know delivery where you maybe add you know things like um, you know turmeric or, or, or things of that nature where um, that is hitting a different thing, but it's more delivering it in that type of a mouthfeel uh, right. approach where you're going to be in maybe like the the rebel like r-e-b-b-l or something like that where um those are your two kind of areas that have opportunities to deliver these like more you know uh, mental clarity uh, brain function brain health productivity looking towards that but that's not going to over ramp you up on the caffeine side the problem i guess and to address one of the kind of points you brought up in terms of use cases that our habits have been that we start our day with caffeine in coffee. So for us to fight that wave is tough. So a lot of, you know, idea maybe is to how do we add something to that use occasion that could help maybe balance that out a little bit more? Is that like a beverage uh, liquid coffee creamer that's like you know plant-based that has functional elements to it now that is a little bit outside of the purview of what most people would consider like a functional beverage because it's not like a single use you know consuming but like it's still you know actually considered that you could throw it into the coffee you maybe it has like you said the mcts the 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 different um, herbal or adaptogens or something in there that like helps people balance out that feeling a little bit more than this just straight caffeine yeah and i think you know we've had companies attempt something similar but it's been more on the amino acid side i think not not full on what you i mean i'm sure there's probably something um like what you're talking about but that's i i it comes back to education right like you have to you have to educate that consumer saying like hey by adding this non-dairy creamer that includes mcts and these adaptogens this is what it could do for you the problem is that person has that one cup of coffee which has 75 milligrams of caffeine and then they have another cup of coffee and then another cup of coffee because they can't just have one josh nobody has just one pot of, or a cup of coffee it's a pot of coffee like um so i mean that, that you're right it, it is going to be very hard so it's it's almost something at least on the beverage side to your point i think we both agree it has to be an add-on to caffeine 
it has to be something yeah. that that complements caffeine, whether that's a nootropic, because like um, we we know through research that um, choline's and um, you know like city choline or cognizant or alpha GPC or new level whatever it might be works better in collaboration with caffeine. Like it typically is more effective. So okay, let's how do we do that now? The problem is like if we're you know in an energy drink for instance, if we're doing 200 milligrams of caffeine and you have to add say 150 milligrams or 300 milligrams of alpha GPC, are the consumers willing to pay that? Well, I mean, they're willing to pay four fifty-five bucks for a chai latte at Starbucks every single day, but Starbucks also gives you an experience. You, that's, you, you typically don't get an experience with a transactional purchase on a can. That experience comes post-consumption, so you'd have to get people to get kind of used to that and also understand that they are feeling something different after consuming that can, that they are being more productive, and that's a huge hurdle to get over. Like, it's easier said than – like, you and I can talk all day be like, let's create this product. It's going to help people get shit done, but we have to have, make people believe that. And, you know, the only way that, I mean, granted, in 2020, we might just be able to say that and people are going to believe it because we're gullible and we believe everything we hear. Uh, but traditionally, it would take us some work and some convincing and through trial uh, for them to get that way. Um, you know, it's it, literally, you can go back to Starbucks's beginnings and figure out how did they become so successful. I mean, and, and you can take things from, from realms of, uh, of the world in which, you know, have, have now become a daily consumption occurrence for people. I mean... I don't. I don't know. Are you a Starbucks consumer? No. Is no, your, I don't. Is your girlfriend? I don't like the. I don't like the taste profile of coffee, anyways. But it's just. Um, Do you know anybody who visits a Starbucks or a, a coffee shop, like daily? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And why Lots do they do that? Is it because they're too lazy to make it at home? They don't have a Keurig and espresso. They like the experience. Yeah, I don't know. So many different ways, probably. I mean, there's probably different peels for different people depending on, you know, just how much they like. It's different now because people aren't going there probably just to sit around in the middle of COVID. But I think like there's those experiences or just the smells or the friendly conversation. I don't know. I mean, there's probably a bunch of different things that goes into it. Friendly conversation doesn't exist in 2020, Josh. You know that. But other than that. Yeah, I mean, not today. Not today. Yeah. No. Um, so, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it, 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 I would like, I mean, I think we both, I mean, are we both in agreement that something to add on with caffeine is kind of the next, at least in beverage. I mean, on beverage anyway, I think that's, that's where my mindset is. It's gotta be an add on to, to caffeine in terms of functional. I don't think, I don't, I don't think anything keto based. I don't think anything, um, outside of that at this point, like even my digestion comment, like that's not going to be a thing. It, I mean, it would be cool, but it's just not, it's not cool. It's not sexy. Yeah. I, it probably, I mean, it's hard to get past those use cases of like, or just categories of like energy and protein because I think they're so ingrained, but there's either going to be some aspects of an add-on, like I was saying, or like the coffee creamer, like something where it's like an extra step that's proven that makes sense to like normal use occasion. You get a longer tail of over time, people are going to be using it. Um, or it's something even like, you know, something around you're saying like the gut health, nutrient density, like um, immune things that like, are there some things that could be added into existing product categories? Like here's an example of like, you know, Mondelez bought a small um, gut health cookie company that had some different things around just probiotics, prebiotics, and the way that they are approaching it into a food. It's like, can you create a Oreo that tastes just like Oreo, but have these elements of, you know, probiotic, prebiotics, things that help your gut health and 
it becomes, you know, one of their top sellers. That changes everything, I think, because you're able to just add it into a normal behavior um, or a normal food delivery, and you just don't have to fight the waves. Um, so I don't know if it's thinking outside the box totally and trying to create these new things. I think it's how do we maybe create more functionality into these products that people are already doing, but approaching them in the way we're trying to think about sports nutrition. We're like, we've, we have that be, you know, flavor over time has gotten better. The, the way we mask things in protein bars, the way we're like, we've spent years doing those things. Food scientists probably need to flip their brain and say, okay, these conventional products that are selling billions and billions of dollars, can we make these better for us and have them be attached to these billion dollar brands so then they have the the trialing on them? Are they actually like, I don't know if it's that um, you trying to fight the wave. I think it's maybe just you blending into those ideas. Um, that might be the next thing. Because uh, a lot of these use occasions, to your point, it's, it's kind of like the, there are all attachments to existing things. They're not necessarily like these completely new, new ideas other than we're talking about like the sleep, stress, you know, relaxation type of thing. And that's, I think where most people probably get super excited about CBD right. is like, that was the, you know, the, the hope in the prayer is like, that's the use occasion that people attach most to is like that side of it. Maybe not the pain management, maybe it's that side of things, maybe pain management as well, but you find that and then that can run tens of billions of dollars because it's such a need, but you got to find something that actually is going to do it for you. It's something that actually makes it work in because that's a sensory thing. Like mm -hmm. if you feel stressed and you take something, you don't want to feel less stressed. If you don't right. feel less stressed, it's not working. What about these, Josh? I mean, these, these kind of like blue, blue light glasses, blue light blocking glasses, right? Like, so now they have ingredients um, that they're putting in gaming formulas that combat mm -hmm. the stress on your eyes from the blue light, from the, from the screen time. No one in the world is going to argue with me that we have too much screen time. I mean, right now, this podcast, we're recording, staring across at each other through a screen. We do most of our business on these things, a cell phone. It's a screen. We watch Netflix and we chill. That's a screen. And the chill part for a lot of people in America, that's also screen for a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, is, is that – I mean, I think it's too new today. But, I mean, at some point where we literally are – you know, we work from home. There's not going to be much face-to-face -face interaction. COVID has shown that we can work from home and work in a digital world. Can there be a beverage or a food item that contains these ingredients that actually help eye health? And because a lot of times, like, we get home from work, we're tired because, A, we're stressed, but we're also tired, like, our eyes are tired from staring at these screens all day. Like, that screen time is, is big. It's just food for thought. Something to think of. Um, definitely out there, out from left field. Um, but yeah. the other thing is, right, like, um, I know Mark Loblinger is putting Velocitol now in the Outright Bar. It's the first food item that I've seen to use the ingredient from Nutrition 21, which helps um, protein become basically basically increases the effectiveness of protein by like 6x. That's what the research shows, okay? Um, so like that's something new. Like if you're consuming a protein bar or something that provides X amount of protein, wouldn't you want that protein to work harder for you? Isn't that the purpose, right? So I mean that isn't – that's it's an add-on to protein. Now protein – has been a growing category and it's still growing now obviously a little bit smaller than once it was but like people still look for the big bold words and say protein across snacks across beverage whatever it might be could it be an add-on ingredient that helps us utilize protein better 
Could it be an add-on ingredient that helps us digest fats and carbs better? Like those are things too that are not out of left field. I think that's, you know, I think it, it, it's starting to exist in sports nutrition. I, I, you know, there are there are things like lactose-free, but I mean, what if, you know, like there's that. Uh, Mark would love this. There's that nut butter, you know, that Professor Nuts that says there's no digestible yes. fats and carbs, right? Um, I'm going to leave my personal opinion off this podcast on that. But if that science is somehow real, that would be something we're going to see in every food item, right? Like, hey, you can eat this this Kemp's cookies and cream ice cream. Normally it has 12 grams of fat per serving, but there's only 12 grams of fat per whole container because you're not digesting all of it. We're blocking it. Like these are things, if we can create them, that's going to be a movement in its own. Do you remember every time I think about that professor professor nuts thing? I think about the it was a prescription fat burner. Um, I think it was called Ally Ally or something. Was that what it was called? But it was like maybe ten years ago. It might still be around. I don't. Maybe twenty years ago at this point. It was so long ago. But I remember when it came out. What it did was it did not allow you to digest certain fats. So what the point was, you're supposed to like adapt your diet. So then you did consume those things. And then, you know, if you just so happen to consume a little bit of it, it would help that. But if you consumed like a bag of chips and you had one of these things, basically like it would create some really bad issues for your, uh, for your shit, because like you would just like leak out, like, cause it wouldn't be able to, your body was not able to absorb this fat. And that's what I think about when you talk about that. I'm like, is there something that just like sucks these things together and does not allow you to like digest them so they just passes right through you like some magic uh, transporter? I don't know. Like I always go back to that idea. But to drink this back to like the eye health idea, it, it goes to the point I had before around like standalone over add-on. It's like that product in itself, if you just had a few of those ingredients in there and you said it was an eye health you know, thing, I don't think anybody would consume it to the point where it'd be a category. But if you were to add that into one of these other ideas, like, you know, I think then it makes a lot of sense where you just incrementally can build that behavioral pattern with something you're already doing. Maybe that is the sleep relaxation, whatever you put it in there as an add on ingredient or whatever. That's where I think a lot of this um, makes a lot more sense. Cause like as standalone categories, I don't think they ever get big enough that like makes sense for like big companies to focus on it put a lot of marketing towards educating people on it. Yeah, there'll be a category in supplements. Like if you look on Amazon, you type in eye health or whatever, there's a ton of those standalone ones that just have one or two of those ingredients in there and they'll charge you 25 or 30 bucks for it. But how many people are consuming those? Is it ever going to grow to the point where it makes sense to put it into like a food or beverage right. as a standalone? Probably not. But as a compilation of a bunch of things in a proprietary blend, people love that. Uh, or you know, secret formula in food and beverage is what they kind of call that. It's trade secret. Uh, so it, um, that's a possibility and that's probably going to happen, but I think it's just a matter of like, is there's those standalone categories left, uh, you know, and which ones are they, you know, we, there, I think there's some core ones that are going to be there. It's just a matter of, do they take the time to be standalone or, or are they always going to be an add on like the gut health thing? I like the idea of like doing a mint after the dinner. I mean, here's the good thing with that. Is, you, you eat a minimum of probably three times a day. If you want yeah, to increase usage so that way people can buy more of your product, create something that should be consumed at every meal. Like Lifesavers Functional, like just a mint or, a, or Josh, stop talking. Whatever. We're going to make this into a reality. Coming soon. <laughs> Andy's mints ain't got shit on what we're going to come because literally 
our product will make you shit. That's what helps with digestion. That's what we're going to do. If you guys like what you heard, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or over at YouTube. You can help us out by writing us a review. It helps out the algorithm. At Jay Shaw Consulting, at Fitness Informant. We're at Two Guys One Shaker Cup on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Good stuff today, Josh. You brought your A game. And um, again, if anybody takes the ideas in which we presented today on this podcast, we are the rightful owners of those, and we will expect our royalty checks to be sent uh, to each, each of us individually. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.